Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report today for March the 31st of 2021. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. Yesterday was a huge day for CD Projekt Red because they made a slew of announcements including Red 2.0, a new development structure and sequence aiming to improve the cadence of future releases by setting realistic timeline expectations, bolster the quality of the products being created, and on top of that, expand the capability of the team while also improving their quality of life and work-life balance. A lot to break down here. If you want to see the entire slew of announcements, there is a roughly 24-minute video up on CD Projekt's YouTube channel, but the big question here is, what exactly is included in CD Projekt Red 2.0? So first and foremost, starting in 2022, the studio will begin working on multiple AAA projects simultaneously, which seem to be the Witcher and Cyberpunk franchises, according to the presentation. Quote, we want to be sure that we can work with two global brands at the same time while ensuring top quality of our products, said CTO Paul Zawadani. Believe I said that incorrectly. I apologize. These are Polish names. I'm not. We emphasize technological advancements, and we want to set up versatile teams which combine various specializations and competencies. These teams will be further assisted by a cross-projects group of experts who, owing to their expertise, can contribute to key aspects of development. All these changes aim to enable us to work on multiple AAA games and expansions in parallel starting in 2022. During the 24-minute presentation, available on YouTube, President and Joint CEO Adam Kaczynski shares more about how the company is preparing for growth. The foundation of our strategy is to shift and adapt our focus to enable parallel AAA game development. We plan to achieve this by growing our production capabilities and implementing a range of new ideas to make our work more efficient and seamless. We want to change the way we make games, and Red 2.0 is our starting point. This presentation comes months after Cyberpunk 2077 was released in a poor state, leading to refunds for players and the game's delisting from the PlayStation Store. It's now been over 100 days since one of 2020's most anticipated games was available on PlayStation's Marketplace, but it seems that could be coming to an end. Quote, We have published several patches, we have just published a really big one yesterday, and we have published several hotfixes. Each and every one of them brings us closer to going back to the PSN store, says CD Projekt Red SVP of Business Development Michael Nowakowski. However, the final decision, you have to understand, belongs to Sony. We do believe we are closer than further, but of course, the final call is theirs, so let's wait and see. So, brief timeout before we continue. First and foremost, I hope this game comes back to the PlayStation Store at some point in the near future, especially with all the work that is being done. Patches 1.1 and 1.2 fixed a lot of issues with the game. It is still broken. Let's not make any mistakes here. I've seen videos online of plenty of bugs and glitches, but you have to actively try to make them happen from what I've seen most of the time. It seems like a lot of those core foundational issues have been repaired and more patches are on the way. Still not the game that we were promised or that we deserved, but it is on the way to being improved, and I hope that it does pass Sony's certifications and that it hits the expectation uh, that Sony has for their storefront. 
But let's talk about these multiple games in development. The Witcher and Cyberpunk both starting development in 2022 simultaneously. IGN reports that they're going to be updating the game engine at CD Projekt Red to change NPCs across multiple games simultaneously, so that could cut back on the development time. But regardless of how long development takes, it is important to set expectations that are reasonable. One of the biggest issues with Cyberpunk 2077 is that it was announced so long ago. And it's a mistake that we see people make throughout the gaming industry time and time again. And so, quote, coming from VG247, According to the studio, it will have shorter marketing phases with promotional content released closer to the actual release of the given game, similar to how Bethesda works. In other words, it won't share as much information ahead of a game's release as it has in the past. That's the way to do it. Imagine if they had shown a small promotional trailer for Starfield when it was revealed from Bethesda. That game has been out in the ether for years. It's the similar kind of situation that we're seeing now with Elden Ring. That could see some updates this summer, but we've seen it before with Beyond Good and Evil 2 multiple times. We've seen it before with a plethora of games, and the best route to go is make an announcement that is definitive when you are ready. Let people know a game is in development, hype them up a bit, but don't lead them on like this. Don't put out this monstrosity of a gameplay trailer or a gameplay teaser or a CGI without the game to back it up within 6 to 12 months, in my opinion. Again, not a game developer, but from a player's perspective, that's the kind of cadence that I would like to see. That's not all that Adam Kaczynski said. It seems that the multiplayer experience that was set in the cyberpunk universe has been put on ice, and instead they will be focusing their entire multiplayer effort into future games. In a follow-up call after these announcements, Kaczynski said, quote, Regarding online, we are changing our approach, so we want to have online in our future games, definitely, but step by step. So, we are working on specific features, enhancing our single-player games, but we are not working on releasing the next game as a big online experience. So, we will be enhancing our single-player games with online experiences, end quote. Later in the call, the topic returned to multiplayer, with Kaczynski reiterating their work in the area. Actually, we started working on online components over two years ago, and we just continue. The only change is that we continue to work on it not as a main production line, but as a supportive production line together with our single-player productions. But we believe that our ideas, once they will be revealed, will be very exciting for gamers as an extra experience in our world which fits our single-player games. I love that final sentence, an extra experience in our world that fits the single-player games. When you think about CD Projekt Red, you think about big single-player role-playing games. I think about The Witcher. I think about Cyberpunk. I think about the stories being told and getting lost in that world. And for them to completely shift and create a fully multiplayer experience is something that I'm not really sure would have been the wisest move for players. But to make a multiplayer capability section, to make something that fits well with what you have traditionally done well, uh, is something that seems much more natural, especially branching into multiplayer. I think in the future, you could see a giant Witcher MMO or a cyberpunk GTA Online kind of situation, which is something they have adamantly said was not in development. It was never going to be that ambitious, but I could see that in the future after they dip their toe in the water and see what's possible. Ultimately, 
What is coming in 2021? That's the big question on everyone's mind. Here is your roadmap update for 2021. It includes Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 getting next-gen updates. First and foremost, awesome to see The Witchers getting a next-gen update, but on top of that, Cyberpunk 2077 getting one this year is not something that I personally expected, but this could see the game make a comeback in roughly about a year after its release. This is what I think personally would have happened if Halo Infinite had released in 2020. Uh, not that it would have been pulled or that it would have been nearly as bad as Cyberpunk 2077, but this year it could see a shot at redemption in the online season, or excuse me, in the holiday season. And so we will see if that ends up panning out, but on top of those two next-gen updates, you will get patches and updates for Cyberpunk and free DLCs. This is specifically small additional content. We aren't talking about major expansions, just to be clear. In the world of The Witcher, you were also getting The Witcher Monster Slayer, the mobile game, and further development of Gwent, the card game. And that's what you can expect from CD Projekt going into the rest of 2021. Ultimately, this has been a wild roller coaster of a ride for the team. And again, I appreciate the transparency. I appreciate being upfront and setting expectations. I think that is something that is very, very wise and that will pay dividends in the future. We'll see how it pans out. I'm hoping that Red 2.0 improves their development cadence and their development cycle. And ultimately, I hope it improves the quality of life for the employees. I can't imagine what November through March has been like to work at CD Projekt Red uh, or CD Projekt in general, however you want to break it down. That sounds horrendous, and I hope that they continue to improve. I hope that was the trough and they're heading back up to the peak. That's what I want. But we will see what happens. Very exciting times nonetheless. And we have more news coming from CD Projekt Red. Not only did they announce tons of new changes, but CD Projekt Red has acquired the Canadian Digital Scapes Game Development Studio. The well-known Digital Scapes team is our trusted partner. For three years, we have been closely working together and we trust them completely, says CD Projekt Red in a press release. Digital Scapes have put in a great deal of work during the making of Cyberpunk 2077, assisting with development of the game and optimizing its various features. In addition to contributing to other projects, the new team will help us perfect our technologies and will broaden our competencies in this respect, says Paul Zawadani, head of production and CTO at CD Projekt Red. He goes on to add, We believe that the hugely talented Digital Scapes crew is the perfect foundation upon which to build a wider CD Projekt Red Vancouver team. CD Projekt Red Vancouver will join three existing development teams at CD Projekt Red, based in Warsaw, Krakow and Rowclaw. Are these real places? I know what to jointly work on the studio's upcoming projects. We are very excited to join a studio that forges the incredibly engaging, vastly scoped experiences such as the Witcher trilogy and Cyberpunk 2077. We believe our contribution in the area of gameplay and technology can make them even more captivating. Being a Polish Canadian, I personally take great satisfaction in building bridges between Canadian and Polish game development industries. This is a great opportunity for Canadian developers to get involved with CD Projekt Red's incredible IP and for CD Projekt Red to tap into Canada's deep talent pool and game-making craft, remarks Marcin Chady, Vancouver studio head. 
The Vancouver team employs around a dozen experienced game creators with various areas of expertise, including multiplayer development, programming, and animation for all major hardware platforms, and they are hiring if you would like to uh, get a new job, a new occupation. This is just the first step in even more expansions that are coming. The team announced they are going to go on a hiring spree as they staff up for these future projects and for this new release cadence. And if you wondered what that cadence looks like, you have a screenshot here from the presentation itself. Uh, these are effectively two flywheels that show how development is going to be handled. And I think that it does a pretty good job of laying everything out. It's pretty basic. In short, develop world-class RPGs, provide players with memorable experiences, expand into broader entertainment, including the merch that we all know and love so well, and then create and release incremental gaming content. That's for Cyberpunk, and the other is effectively the same for The Witcher. But in short, I like the approach here, and I do appreciate the fact that they are making a lot of big moves, including acquiring an entire studio. That's pretty impressive in and of itself. Uh, and it's now the fourth studio, once again, under the CD Projekt Red banner. So we'll see what happens with that in the future. But more and more people are being brought on board, so some big stuff is on the way. The Medium Studio has backed away from acquisition talks. Bloober Team has made the announcement in a press release that it's no longer in merger and acquisition talks with, quote, a dozen or so companies, as previously reported in 2020. Rather, the company is focusing on strategic cooperation with one of the industry's entities. Quote, the company has decided not to continue discussions with potential financial and industry investors interested in acquiring a majority stake due to the high risk of losing its overriding strategic objectives, the release states. At this stage, it would be incompatible with the culture of the organization and would significantly limit the potential growth of the company's value in the coming years, especially taking into account the projects implemented and planned. Moreover, the company, having spare financial resources, has the possibility of making investments aimed at increasing its fundamental value. In connection with this, the management board of the company considers making investments in companies complementing the issuer's operations in order to increase its production and sales capabilities. So, what does that mean? Bloober Team has made so much money off of the medium and press releases like Blair Witch Project that now they have the funds to invest in other entities rather than being acquired by another entity. That's cool in and of itself, but on top of that, let's not make any mistakes, they're not rolling in dough necessarily. This is something that is also driven by creative passion and by their vision for the future. If you haven't played the medium, I do recommend it. If I had to rate it, probably a 7 out of 10, but a solid narrative nonetheless. And the technology they have behind the scenes is something that I think is personally impressive, and I want to see what the team itself comes up with, rather than what they are directed to do. I think that's something that makes better games personally. So we'll see what happens in the future with Bloober Team, but it looks like they are not going to be acquired anytime soon. And to round out today's show, if you do play Modern Warfare, you get new maps four months after Activision left the game behind. The main addition seems to be the Kill House map here that was added to multiplayer alongside the new Kill House 24-7 playlist, which is just a rotation of the same map over and over again. This is a very famous map from Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and it looks to have made its return. On top of that, Ala Rob 
Airbase, N6v6, and drainage gunfight have been added to Modern Warfare's rotation as reported on here by Call of Duty Tracker, and bizarrely these new maps hit the game without any announcement from Infinity Ward or Activision. Their focus is entirely on Black Ops, potentially so much that they didn't even realize they were putting out DLC for Modern Warfare. Uh, just all kidding aside, they have done this before, uh, and it's just to kind of give those players something to continue uh, coming back to the game for. And I might re-download Modern Warfare. It's such a huge download, I don't necessarily know if I want to install it on my system. I've been playing a good bit of Black Ops Cold War in the past couple of days, and it's a fun game in and of itself, so I might return. I do love Kill House. Who doesn't love Kill House? Man, it's cool to see them bringing back these iconic childhood experiences that I had growing up and kind of remastering them and bringing them into the modern day. With that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report, a huge one in my opinion. So if you enjoyed the show and you liked what you saw, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon and peace.